Podtacular, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast presents episode 826, Campaign Multi-Chief, recorded live on June 30th, 2022. Hello everyone, welcome to Podtacular, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Duststorm. I'm your other co-host, Godzilla T. And we are back after three weeks of being off for, for two weeks. One being, uh, well, actually both of them because I was on vacation. So, it's been a while. This vacation thing you speak of, what is that? It's where you uh, don't work and go somewhere else. Oh, well, hell, I haven't done that in a while. <laughs> just so everybody understands this here in the here at the live show you may have noticed that some changes have happened on my face i did notice that this is my covid beard because before covid i couldn't do this i could do this like right around my mouth i can i can grow a hell of a goatee but mm-hmm. nothing on the cheeks so thanks covid anyway <laughs> I don't think and no I'm not trying to grow you. the beard I'm just too damn lazy to shave <laughs> I mean I'm, I'm a little rough around the edges too right now so I need to clean up a little bit doesn't look bad though on you I have changed my job to where I no longer have to deal with the public so screw it <laughs> yeah stick it to the man my mom's gonna hate it she didn't know I have it yet my mom oh, doesn't man. like beards or mustaches she just I mean it's it's your face. You choose what you want to do with it. I don't think it looks bad. I think it looks I mean you got the whole salt and pepper thing going on. Yeah, more salt and pepper though. Especially <laughs> right there in the chin. Yep. Yeah, you got the nice little white sp- I got a chin. white spot on my chin. Yep. That's the reason I actually way back, that's the reason I shaved my goatee off is because I started getting just you know, it started turning white. Now I just don't give a care. I don't care. I, th- I think I think you pull off the 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 grizzly old man look pretty well with that with your facial hair at the moment, in the good way, <laughs> in the in the good southern way, not the not the bad way. Anyways, this is I started this before dust went on hiatus. Hiatus. So it's been what three four weeks in the works. Uh, it's actually. Six. Wow. My beard does not grow that fast. I mean, I knew there was a little bit of facial hair, but I didn't remember seeing that much before we went on break. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's filled in since we went on break, but yeah, to get to this point, it's been about six weeks. Gotcha. For the podcast listeners, if you want to hear what's going on, check out our live streams. Or hear what we're talking about. Yeah. So it's been a little while. We've had a few play dates for our Potacular game night crew. Um, I know I've been away because of vacation. So, any fun, exciting things happen while I was gone and while the podcast audience was waiting for our next episode to come out? Yep. Nothing real dramatic. I mean, we pretty much played Infinite. It's 
see. He's decided to join last week, just as we were ending. Seems to be the norm. Yep. Bobby's still having computer issues. Oh, jeez. Just play on the Xbox, Bobby. Just play on the Xbox. <laughs> just play on the Xbox. Oh, well, we've been having a lot of fun. The recent updates to Infinite have helped with some problems. Not so much with other problems, but all in all, it's still fun to play. Good. Yeah, my only frustration is with the lack of skill that I have. So if you ever want to ha- see how not to play Halo, come by our stream. Yeah, come by on Fridays. That's when we you come, come and play. Just how good I am. <laughs> but hey, we have fun, and that's the whole point of us doing our game nights anyways. So come join us if you want to have fun with us. Good to hear everything is going well. Obviously, since I've been on vacation, there hasn't been achieving Halos. So I hope I plan to get back on that after the July 4th holiday for that. For those of us here in the U.S. Um, what day would that be? That'd be Monday, July 4th. No, oh, your next late achieving Halo stream. Oh, it'll be a week from then. So it'll be the Monday following. Okay. The 11th. Yep. And I think at some point, well, now Prestige's computer is having issues and he's now building his own computer. (laughs) So I don't know when we're going to get Prestige on to do the Warden achievement, which I know you had mentioned wanting to be a part of that. So at some point in the near future. He doesn't need a computer to do that. No. Does he he have a computer to stream it, but he doesn't need a computer to do it. Well, this is true. This is true. So we'll do that achievement at some point for anyone else who needs that achievement. And then I'll be jumping into a Spartan Assault and Spartan Strike achievements next. Well, from the community side of things over in our Discord, if you go over to podtagler.com slash Discord, not too much is going on. Uh, We have Ward17, who's been a longtime member of the community. He is joining Space Force and is shipping out there. Uh, Image Cosplay has some cosplay shoots that he posted over in the Community Creations channel. Got a big ODST, really good ODST with a huge spanker. I wonder if that's to scale as far as like the, like what would be marine ratio to rocket launcher ratio. Might be a little big, but... I did see somebody on YouTube that made a functioning spanker rocket launcher. With rotating barrel and everything. Nice. Uh, the last I saw, he was designing the rockets to come out of it. He he did build a rocket like the one shown in the video game. Yeah, they don't fly that well. Well, yeah. I mean, they're not they're not really supposed to, but yeah. No, they yes, they are very aerodynamically challenged. Yeah. I mean, if you wanted to put a lot of engineering into it, you probably could make it fly straight, but... He has, uh, you know, but unfortunately, to make it fly straight, he had to deviate from... The aesthetic. Being game accurate. Right. Um, although he does have game accurate rockets that he can uh, display with it. He just, the stuff that he fires is more traditional. I only saw the pictures that he has in the what he puts in the Discord, but it'd be cool if he had the rocket ammo crate from the game as well, so it has the two rockets in the crate they can just open up and pop in. That'd be kind of cool. Oh, and it's got a special button on it. 
I don't know if this is the same one that Dust is talking about, hmm. but it's got a special button and it uses a servo to rotate the barrel. Yeah. If you press this special button, it uses a servo to play the Halo theme. Using the servo. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So it's kind of like that. Those videos where you see like the floppy drives creating the music is kind of like that sound with the servo. Gotcha. Except for it's only one servo instead of, you know, a whole bank of them. But yeah. <laughs> 24 floppy disk drives. <laughs> yeah. But if it's Absolutely. that rocket launcher, the, the guys put a lot of work into it. It's very game accurate as far as its design and its movements. It will even do the idle an- animation. Oh, that's cool. Uh, it automatically knows where the barrel's supposed to be. So you load the barrels in just like you do in the game. It'll mm-hmm. automatically rotate to fire the first barrel. <laughs> nice. That's cool. Well, yeah, the, the guys put a lot of work into it if this is the same rocket launcher. Yeah, if you can find that and drop that in the, the Discord, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be curious to see it. That's all the community news that we have going on for this week. Quite a bit of Halo news since we uh, talked last week, or not last week, uh, since last week. Not much going on since before then when we recorded last, but we've got our latest installment of Fractures Entrenched, which is the events happening for Season 2 of Halo Infinite matchmaking. And they're introducing a new uh, choose-your-own-ending-style story uh, that's being uh, done on waypoint and this is kind of an interesting new take of exploring some of the narrative stuff of ongoing content have to see how well this this plays off but the first part of a five-part series which is called the last sky marshall is now available on halo waypoint in the uh, fractured entrenched post over on the website Uh, the first four parts will be um direct narrative just kind of laying it out there and you get to read what's going on in the story and then the community is actually going to be able to influence and vote on what the outcome is in part five which i think is an interesting idea and i wonder if that's going to have any well i'm assuming there would be some kind of in-game reflection of what that might entail hope so so it's it's not a very long read it's over on uh, Halo Waypoint, it's kind of a very typical structure that a Halo novel would be with kind of the location, time, and what where the story's taking place within the universe as the header of the chapter, and then the actual reading narrative of it. Should take you about five, seven minutes to read through it if you're interested in going over. It's called, again, The Last Sky Marshal. Part one is available. They didn't say what the cadence would be on the different parts being released, but I would assume it will be over the duration of season two Halo Infinite multiplayer. Put a link in the uh, chat for anybody that would like to check out the playlist. Thank you. And uh, thank you, Pins, for the link. And hey, Rad, thanks for jumping on in over here. Hope you're doing well tonight. So we've got the Fractures coming in week three pretty soon as well. I believe that starts either next week or the week after. 
We've also got Halo Infinite Co-op flighting happening July 11th. So for those that, yeah, for those that have been waiting to actually get their hands on co-op, two weeks. We got two weeks before it drops in on us and we get to finally experience co-op. And there's a whole article on it. We'll go through some of the details here in just a little bit. We've also got the announcement for HCS Orlando which will be the North American majors before the Halo World Championships, which will be happening in Seattle, which I will be going to. If anyone else is going, please let us know, let me know, and I don't think GT is going to that one. <laughs> uh, and then a little bit unrelated, but since a lot of Halo folks tend to go to it, it is worth noting that PAX is happening Labor Day weekend here in the U.S. or it's Labor Day weekend for the U.S. and that'll be in Seattle. So that is September second through the fifth, and that will be happening at the Washington State Convention Center, as it normally does. I know a lot of Halo fans go to it every year since that is where Three Four Three is based out of. Um, it'd be cool if you know. 343 announced stuff there like they used to for, for PAX things. I just knocked my desk and my camera just shook all over the place. Sorry about that, folks. <laughs> I love you too, Rad. There is a lot of cool things that happen during PAX weekend. Lots of cool meetups. If you're part of the Halo community or even if you're just visiting there for the first time, reach out to someone that's been there. Reach out to someone who's in the Halo community who's been to PAX and you'll get roped into a whole bunch of different events that happen before PAX, after PAX, during PAX. It's just a really cool place to be and being able to be around a whole bunch of Halo fans and get to be kind of like with the second family is really cool. And I'm guessing, GT, you you were planning to go to PAX in 2019 before COVID or 2020 before COVID hit, but I'm assuming that trip option is not currently available. No, not as of yet. Probably not going to happen this year. Maybe next year. Makes sense. I just, uh, sorry, that said flight and I was updating my profile. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) distracted. No, I'd I'd like to go. Um, Unfortunately, I really wanted to go in 2019 or 2020. With the hype around Infinite. Yeah. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. Thanks, COVID. You know, I wonder, honestly, I wonder if COVID hadn't happened, where we would be. And given the state the game's currently in, I don't don't think I want to (laughs) know. I mean, I know COVID played a big part in it. Uh, Because it played a part in everything. Yes. Um, You know, it affected every game that was being developed. It Every piece of software, uh, you know, physical goods, everything. Yeah. The world changed. As a nation, we had to adapt to a different way to work. Well, the whole world did. Well, yes, the whole world did. But, you know, I I can only speak for what happened here. Sure. I mean, even it even affected my job. You know, I went from 
you know, just having a regular job to being an essential worker, which means I literally had to carry a piece of paper stating that I was an essential worker in case a cop decided to pull me over to find out why I was on the road. Papers, please. <laughs> and that's that, that was different. I tell you what, I, I really enjoyed getting around town a lot more. Yeah, not nearly as much traffic. Because there was no traffic. <laughs> yeah, that was convenient for a while. I, you know, COVID was still going on uh, when I changed jobs. And my trip to work from the day I started to currently has doubled in length. And I've actually moved the company I work for. I moved to a building that's physically closer to me. And has the tra- or has the travel gotten longer? But with the traffic, it has doubled doubled my travel time. <laughs> of course, I literally could leave my house, be at work in seven minutes. <laughs> now it takes about fifteen if I go straight to work. And it probably depends on what time of day you're going as well. Actually, unless it was like midnight, nope. Because right now, hmm. I leave early in the morning before rush hour. It has gotten a little shorter, um, but it's still longer than it was because of traffic. Yeah, that's just how it is. Anyway. It sucks, but it was very convenient not having traffic during COVID. And then it's like, oh, this is how bad it really was. Other shoe. Um no, I'm looking for, yeah. I would like to go to a PAX event at least once. I'd like to come out and be able to see, you know, a lot of people that listen to the show, you know, shake hands, bump fists. But right now I think it's probably going to be 2023 at the earliest before I, it's in the cards for me. Hmm. I would like to go with, you know, some type of big halo announcement coming, but mm, I don't think there are going to be any real big Halo announcements coming for a while. Yeah, probably not. Like new game level announcements. No, I mean, there there will probably be something along the lines of like maybe content announcements, but I don't think we're going to get any kind of campaign DLC or any like large scale announcements for a while. I mean, we've got Forge, we've got co-op, but we know co-op flighting is happening, so it might be... What, I'm, what I was saying is coinciding with my trip to PAX, kind of like I was trying to do with the launch of Halo Infinite. Right. Right. Yeah, I just don't see anything that big coming up, unless they announce Outpost 2. <laughs> Somehow I don't see that happening this year, at least. No comment. Anyways. And that's something else I'd like to go to, too, if they do it again, is... Outpost. Yeah, I'd like to do Outpost. I, hopefully, this the next time they do it, they have a venue that's a little closer to me. That's, you know, not an eight-hour drive away. Yeah, they had a whole plan for doing it, but then just COVID hit and killed off everything. You can't do it when all the venues are closed. When, you know, you can't have people, you know, more than 50 people in a room at a time. I mean, it's just, yep. it doesn't work that way. <laughs> kind of hard to be profitable to do it, you know, 50 people at a time. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was a fun, fun time though. I mean, I, I wear the jersey every podcast. 
there's a few times I, well, I I bought a few new Halo shirts, so I wanted to show off the new Halo shirts. The got got to represent the Halo gear every once in a while. That's just not the the outpost jersey. <laughs> three four three Halo gear. Uh, please move your size limitation up. There are people that play Halo that are not toothpicks. Thank you. I will uh, let James and John know that uh, they need bigger sizes. I mean, just look at Grim. I think he gets by with a XL or double X. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know he gets by. I've seen the shirts that he wears. <laughs> yeah. Me personally, I kind of like to breathe while I'm wearing my shirts. You know, just <laughs> you, 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 you like properly fitting shirts. You don't like to feel like you're constricted and all just showing all the. This body does not need a muscle shirt. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah, tall. Yeah, tall sizes would be nice too. Yeah. Which reminds me, I still need to send prestigious T-shirt. I have it. I finally got it, but I still haven't sent it yet. And there's still one more. Th- I had to buy. So, <laughs> of all the T-shirts that I had, I had I had small, large, and extra large. I didn't have any mediums. Which one of the uh, Fiesta Frenzy winners was a medium? So I still haven't sent that one off yet. And then there's prestigious shirt. But um, yeah, if you're at PAX or HCS Worlds, come get a particular T-shirt. That's the only way to to have gotten them so far is to attend events that I've been at. <laughs> Thought about setting up a store, but I just what what events are you going to? <laughs> My point exactly. Not that I go to any events anyway. Maybe I'll go to PAX. Sure, I'll give you half the I'll give you half the shirts I have. <laughs> yeah, right. Get the potacular cinch back. Yes, I did bring you one, Red. I did bring you one. Um. Actually, I think you have one and Fletch doesn't now that I think about it. So you could rub that in his face if you wanted to. <laughs> Anyways, moving on to, I guess we, we kind of did the rough overview of all the Halo news going on. So why don't we dig into some of the details? Knocking off the, the easy stuff, let's just go ahead and get the HCS stuff out of the way. So we've got quite a few different finals events happening. We already mentioned uh, Orlando being one of them. Mexico City is going to be the finals uh, July 22nd through the 24th for the uh, Mexico region. Uh, for the EU, it is DreamHack Valencia that is happening July 1st through the 3rd. Oh, this weekend. Wow. Okay. There will be Twitch drops for both events, so if you want to watch over on the HCS and Halo Twitch accounts, uh, that's where you can grab those uh, Twitch drops. You're also able to watch on YouTube if you choose to watch over there. And there's team passes and event information about both of those finals over on the website. And then for the uh, North American finals, those are, again, going to be in Orlando. And then HCS Worlds, which is October 20th through the 23rd, is happening in Seattle. And that has a starting prize pool of $1 million US dollars. There's an FFA tournament going on alongside that with a starting prize pool of $5,000. Typical uh, tournament style play for HCS. Uh, We'll start with the pool play and then uh, go into 
bracket play for the championship bracket starting on Saturday. There are general admission tickets, $75 for three day, the three day passes. And then there's a VIP pass, which gets a whole bunch of uh, extra goodies on top of that for $250 for those going to worlds. Uh, if you want a full list of everything that you get perk wise for the VIP pass, you can head on over to the uh, Halo Waypoint website or go over to hcs.gg or halo.halo.gg. Sorry. There's early access, there's photo opportunities, there's a nice little VIP credential that you're supposed to be able to get, 10% off HCS merchandise and apparel, exclusive giveaways, exclusive uh, swag bags and content. There's a, a studio tour package, which will happen the day after on October 24th for those wanting to stay afterwards and a whole bunch of other things uh, that go along with it. There's also some discount codes for anyone who wants to support a team. Uh, there are nine different discount codes and part of that discount actually helps sponsor the teams in the way. So a little bit of that purchase actually goes towards that team, which is kind of cool. And there's also a military discount and a senior discount. And all those are 10% off of the ticket price at checkout. Then we've got the big thing thing everyone's been waiting for, Halo Infinite Co-op happening in two weeks for the flight. So make sure your HaloInsider.com profile is up to date to be considered to participate in the co-op flight. This introduces campaign network co-op, so being able to co-op locally on the network or over the internet, and also mission replay. So let's touch on a few of these features coming into the flighting. First thing, this is going to be cross-platform. It doesn't matter if you're on an original Xbox, an Xbox Series X, or PC, you will be able to play co-op campaign, and it will not impact performance, other than network latency, of course, of your specific platform. So if you have a top-of-the-line spec rig and you're playing with someone on an Xbox Xbox One original, it's not going to affect your gameplay experience at all, which is nice. Again, for anyone out there who's wanting to complain, and sorry if you can hear my cat scratching. She's uh, a little bit pissed off that no one's giving her attention at the moment. But yeah, any, anyone who is concerned about the whole making it available for original Xbox dragging everyone else down, no. Just, just no. I just I, I don't see the point to that argument. I mean, I can kind of see where they're coming from if you don't have an understanding of how software is built. Like, I can see some of the predisposition, but if you've been in the industry of software development and all that kind of IT engineering like I have, you kind of know... This is an oversimplification of the process. You have the game for Series X... You have big knob, you turn it to Xbox low One, <laughs> low, 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 and then it plays. It's no different than the laptop that I currently run as my gaming PC. Like, it's not a slouch, but it's also not state of the art. It runs a mobile Ryzen processor and a mobile 
GTX 1660. Okay. Yep. You've got guys out there running Infinite on the you know 12th gen Intel and a 3090. <laughs> if the game can scale between those two platforms, going from a Series X to a Xbox One, not a problem. Yeah. And yes, pins. I know they're going to complain. That's just where you have to have people remind them that <laughs> the Halo community. <clears throat> yeah, I. Which I know we're a part of, but it's still people. Just I, I'm not saying that I haven't complained about Halo in the past. Trust me, three four three has made some decisions I highly question. But most of the decisions that I had a problem with, they reevaluated weeks or months later. And said, eh, maybe that's not such a good idea. <laughs> Granted, the Halo community told them how stupid they were because, you know, you can't just say, yeah, I didn't like that. You got to yeah, yeah. threaten to kill them or fire them or something, which don't do that. <laughs> yeah. You can that's, share that's your opinion true. without threats. Anyway, just, I never. You know, I, I, I'm not saying, you know, the bulk of the Halo community, the old timers, you might say, they are mature adults. Mature might be questionable, but. Well, they're adults. <laughs> they live adult lives. Gaming is something they do for fun, which, but I mean, they still have to provide for the family. They still have to hold down a job. You know, they're not living in mom and dad's basement, most of them. <laughs> I'm sure some of them still are. But it's not like when Halo launched where the demographic was, you know, teens to 20s. Because those people that were in their teens and 20s when Halo launched, now they're in their 30s, 40s, 50s. Act your age. That doesn't really mean anything, I think, in this day and age. I mean... Don't act like a stubborn two-year-old. Anyway. Anyways. You know, I've always lived by the adage, do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. You treat people like shit, then they should treat you like shit. And don't be surprised if they do. <laughs> All right. Moving back on. Back to the party. Right. Back to the fun stuff. We've got an interesting explanation of how progression will work. So how they've decided to do it is all the missions and collectibles and the, and things that have been unlocked by everyone in co-op will be marked as completed in that co-op session. If any one person doesn't have something done, it'll be marked incomplete for the entire party. And this is basically the lowest common denominator of what's been completed by everybody. So... If, for instance, you get to um, the tower and everyone has uh, completed the tower except for one person, then for everybody, you will have to to do the tower mission before you can move on. Which I think, given how the game has been created and how the co-op works, or how the campaign works, kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. If you want to go through and I really don't have a problem with that. I mean, you know, especially with the first launch of co-op, I'm sure somewhere they're going to track who plays what co-op. So 
you'll be wanting to complete all the missions co-op anyway. You know, whether it's for a future achievement or for if it's, you know, a badge on Waypoint, if they ever decide to actually let you look at stats, something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, weapon skin or whatever. Yeah. So with how that works, there's also a replay function. You'll be able to go back and replay any missions uh, through the TAC map. So once you get to a point where you can, um, for the co-op session, and this even works for single player, that's how they're doing the um, the mission select, is going into uh, whatever save you have, you can, if whatever you've unlocked, you can go back and play anything that you've completed up to that point uh, from the TAC map. So you can go over to the little waypoint marker, and there will be now a replay button in the TAC map. It's a little bit different than previous Halos. Obviously, with how Halo Infinite's done, you have to progress through to a certain point before you can go back and replay. And I think they also mentioned, too, that instead of taking up one of your campaign slots that you play, the co-op session that you're in will just do that dynamic lowest common denominator each time you go into a co-op session. Curious to see how that how that plays out. I wonder I wonder if you know like previous versions of Halo in order to play co-op you had to start a new instance. You know, you couldn't load a single player save and then have somebody join you. Well, the only loading really was if you had unlocked that mission from your playthrough. So there was, but now that you have, well, I mean, if you'd already started a single player playthrough and somebody that say has already beaten the game, they couldn't join you in that single player session. You had to exit out, go into the co-op and then you could play co-op. Gotcha. So in other words, I could join a single player session in progress. In progress. Correct. I don't even think, there hasn't been any game that's allowed you to join co-op in progress. Well, you could, was it Halo 5, if you started the mission in co-op, somebody could join you and they would just take over one of the AI players. Oh, right. I forgot but about you that had feature. to start the mission as co-op, as not co-op. single player. Right. So it's cloud hosted versus, yeah, yeah. So I forgot that was a feature. I, I'm wondering if, you have to do the same thing. You do. Cause they mentioned that co-op will be listed under the multiplayer menu. And then you can go to co- the co-op. Okay. Option. Hadn't gotten to that part yet, but yes, the co-op part is actually under the multiplayer menu of, which doesn't quite make sense why you would put under multiplayer instead of just campaign where it's existed the whole time. And then just have a separate, well, I want to play co-op button. I can understand it because it technically is multiplayer and I'm sure it no, has to it go is. through the multi the multiplayer servers to sync everything up as far as, you know, playing online, uh, playing locally. I don't know. I mean, you know, locally it shouldn't require connecting to the servers to do anything. Yeah. I don't know. It just traditionally like Halo five co-op, was cloud server based. Everything else wasn't before then. So Right. I mean I I can see an argument for both where it was traditionally under the campaign menu, but 
it does rely on multiplayer services, so it's kind of a which way do you I slice mean, I it? I can see why they made the change. I'm I'm not sure. saying it's sure. It's not the traditional place where they put it. You know, you'd think you want to play campaign, you go into campaign, and then you would pick co-op. Oh, right. But I can see the putting it in multiplayer too. There's also mentioned about being able to keep all the fire team members together. They mentioned, and they they said feet. I'm wondering if it's actually meters because in game the distance calculations are in meters. So I wonder if that's a typo, mm-hmm. but. They are enforcing players to stay within a certain range of each other. For there's there's a kind of warning area. So if you're more than 800 feet away, it's probably meters, but it might be feet. I have to go into the game and see. But if you're more than 800 feet away from, I guess the average middle point of where everyone is, then you get a warning of you need to return to the rest of your team. Uh, they call it the area of operations. Uh, if you go past a thousand feet, that is the the kill radius, and you basically are shown a warning that you went a wall and not <laughs> not playing along with the team, and you then you would go back and uh, respawn close to where your teammates are. That's a good way to do that. I, 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 that is hilarious. <laughs> You're going AWOL, man! I thought I saw that in here. It, it was something along those lines, though. Like, you, you abandon your team, so go back. Yeah. If you ignore the warning and continue, you will be killed for going AWOL and be spawned back to the nearest teammate. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. That yeah. is just absolutely hilarious. I thought it was funny. Uh, so to give you a perspective, they talked about kind of how far a thousand feet is in game world units. And they said that if you did the drill part, it's wide enough to where you could flank from like opposite sides of the drill area. So it's big enough to have that kind of strategy if you wanted to do something like that. So it's, That's it's not a, very big. Well, like if you were up on the mountains. Like I said, that just. It's not huge, but it's a decent size. No, I just. I'm not saying. I was kind of hoping it'd be you could be a you know a little bit further apart. I mean, I can understand where you know sync issues could happen, but you know, I, I don't know. Well, I'm I'm it, I'm assuming it has to deal with how much of the world is loaded on the server for server right, memory yeah. allocation. Yeah, they don't have infinite, you know, infinite amount of space that they can use to run this game so right even though you know if it's in the title well, in as a guy that has never played minecraft how far apart can two players get in minecraft they can go as far as they want but the the server tracks the nearby chunks that you're in so all the distance in between two players those chunks are not calculated while those chunks aren't loaded for in other words, it only it, it's only loading what each individual player is seeing. Yes. Okay. Or I'm guessing for infinite, it's like okay, this whole area I'm tracking because I have to tr- I have to sync up all the enemies, I have to sync up all of the projectiles, and you don't really need that long of range in Minecraft, mm-hmm. but you do in you do in Halo. <clears throat> That's my reasoning. I mean, I'm sure we could like. 
like I said, the only reason I bring that bring that up is because, you know, just right off the top of my head, that's the only really open world game that I could compare it to that, you know, you would have two players in the same world. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's plenty of other games. Don't get me wrong. Just Minecraft. Yeah, that's the one that comes to mind. Pretty, pretty large scope as far as the size of the worlds. Yeah. It definitely does, but it's doing chunks of the world and not a huge, large area at once. And not to mention, it's not nearly as graphically intensive and as detailed as Halo Infinite is. I don't know. I mean, I've seen Minecraft chug some systems. Oh, it certainly can, but that's because it's Java. No, it's it's not a it's not as a uh, efficient of a code base as like. C++ or some other low-level... Like when it comes to programming, I know nothing. Nothing, tra-la-la. Cores is another thing that got brought up in the Q&A for co-op. It's kind of is along the lines of if one person opens up a Spartan Core thing, everyone gets a Spartan Core. Everyone can still choose what the Spartan Core goes to, but that's pretty standard yeah. for kind of a co-op experience. That's not unexpected because it was the same way with unlocks in previous games. If yep. somebody picked up a skull, everybody got credit for it. Yep. Or, you know, if somebody punched the soccer ball, everybody got credit for it. I think that the caveat here is they just wanted to clarify that if someone unlocks a Spartan core and then assigns that Spartan core to a specific armor ability, that's, it doesn't unlock the same for everybody. You still have your own pool. You get of- access to the same, the Spartan core, but, it's up to you. You still you choose it. it, right? Yeah, it's kind of like. I wonder if, I wonder in if Borderlands, if you all, same way, uh, they didn't mention. I that. would, I would think that it would be if one person opens a locker, everybody gets credit I, for opening it. Yeah, I, I would, I would, I would assume the same. I just, I would assume the same thing. Now the fun begins. Outpost Tremodius. If you trigger the A guns, and your co-op partners are. Down below. Duck and cover! Yeah. That'd be fun (laughs) to see how that goes. (laughs) You know it's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Oh, it'll happen. One person's not going to tell the other person what he's doing, and then all of a sudden, raining fire. Yep. Uh, I think that was all kind of the major stuff that they had going on. Can two of you pick up the tank gun? They didn't mention anything about the tank gun in here. And there are two tank guns, so maybe. What, Pins? You don't trust me? (laughs) You got to vault up to the top as quickly as you can before you can (laughs) see who gets there first. Or just make sure you follow the other players so you're out of the strike zone. Anyway. Uh, Also, fast travel. If someone does a fast travel, it obviously teleports everyone at the same time via fast travel. So, yeah, that's kind of the the high-level points that they hit in this little Q&A before the flight. If you want to read the finer details of the interview, then go on over to HaloWaypoint.com and check out the post. And then we've also got a community update from last week that we missed. So we got Huruspis posting another update. Mentioned the drop pod that came out for Halo Infinite, which 
GT, you kind of alluded to a little bit earlier in the show, talking about mm-hmm. some of the fixes that has helped with just the overall gameplay experience. Uh, mentioned Fracture Entrenched Round 3 with the new The Last Sky Marshall story thing that's happening on Waypoint. There's some customizations for MCC and Halo Infinite for this month if you just log in. Well, actually this month, today is the end of this month. So log but, in. But it's been there. If you're listening via download, hope you got them. <laughs> but there's uh, been content there. They're pretty much releasing content every month. Little freebies that you can go and grab in by just logging into the games. Uh, Paramount Plus has been has arrived to the UK, so now all the UK folks have access to get the 30-day trial of Paramount Plus. So if you haven't had a chance to watch the show yet, then uh, you'll be able to to watch it with the uh, trial that you can get. 30-day trial that has gone live already June 28th. So if you are a Game Pass Ultimate member in the UK, then head on over to the Xbox app, go under perks, and grab your 30-day trial code. Uh, we'll be talking about that next week. So if you want to uh, not be spoiled, then make sure you go check it out. What else was in here? There's some new Halo gear that they announced. There's some partnerships that have come on by. Did we talk about the Pelican in Flight Simulator before we took a break? No. So they introduced no, the that Pelican. that actually released while we were on break. Couldn't remember where it fell. But for the 40th anniversary, they dropped the the Pelican in Flight Simulator. I know quite a few people hopped on and piloted. I know Duquesne was streaming that for a little bit. And then they also have a collaboration with Fall Guys, which I saw several Halo streamers hopping on that when that was announced. Um, mm-hmm. Fall Guys is now free. So you can go on and grab it. And there is a little Halo beanie that you can get. And they also released the Halo Fall Guys beanie in MCC as a backpack, as a freebie that you can just get when you log in as well. So another little free thing that you can get by just logging into the games. Speaking of MCC. Yes. Seems like a 343 is considering bringing microtransactions to MCC in the form of paying real money to get Spartan points. Spartan points. Yep. So they're com- they're converting the season point idea. Well, not not necessarily converting. The way that you unlock season points currently through challenges and whatnot is still going to be in place. All they're mm-hmm. doing is adding an option for people to buy what will become Spartan points if they choose to. You don't have to. You can still do it yeah. the traditional way. I, I've heard it's just a another lot of people option. Bounce back and forth between both opinions. This is in my opinion, a very good way to introduce microtransactions into MCC to help fund its continued development. Sure. There are people out there that rather enjoy pay playing than- MCC, but they don't have the amount of time to actually unlock the pieces they want to unlock. So I can understand that. You know, me personally... I won't be buying them. I've I've got Spartan points that I haven't even used yet. So I'm, I'm way behind on my on my Spartan on my season points. I just, honestly, 
I haven't really seen anything in there that I really want other than maybe the Skeletor armor. I'm thinking about getting that, working on that one. Because, you know, running around Halo 3 looking like Skeletor, just, you know, hey. <laughs> I'll All make right. my colors blue. Yeah. And to Pins' point, Pins's point, it's an option, not a requirement, unlike how Halo Infinite exactly. is, where you have, it is all microtransaction-based. So, MCC, the way that it currently exists is not changing. They're just adding on a capability where you can just buy the points instead of earning them through challenges. They're currently not talking about making you buy any type of battle pass. No. I saw some people commenting on it and being fearful of it. that It's the introduction of microtransactions that are going to ruin MCC. It's like, so I saw a few of those while I was on my break and I didn't really pay attention to it because I was on break and vacation. And then looking at it, it's like, What's wrong with this approach? There's nothing wrong. It's just another option. There's it's not forcing like said, anyone. As long as they limit it to just being able to buy in-game currency, I have yeah. no problem with that. And there's still a way to earn the in-game currency in-game. In the game. In, Unlike Halo Infinite. You know, yeah, definitely. Although now with the purchase of the Battle Pass, uh, you do earn in-game currency, which... Yeah, I just, I'm still on the fence about that one. But you still have to buy, like, you wouldn't be able to buy everything in the store by just You wouldn't be able to buy everything in the store, but you will be able to buy your next battle pass. So you can buy one battle pass, and as long as you don't spend that on anything else, you You can continue to buy the battle passes. So, you know, uh, know, unless you want to go for the premium battle pass, which has all the extra boosts in it. Right. Uh, the level boosts. XP boosts and challenge exchanges. Challenge swaps. Well, it also gives you boosts to just jump levels. Oh. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, if you, you know, say you get down to the end of the season and you can just use your boosts to finish the pass out. True. But yeah, like I said, the, the way they've, the way they are, talking about implementing it at the current time i'm okay with same yeah the big well the big thing because in mcc it's not that hard to earn spartan points no i mean it does take some time don't get me wrong yeah i mean there's 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 ways to earn like what 10 12 20 season points per week if you Really grinded out all those challenges. Like I said, I haven't even really tried, and, and I think each, I'm sitting on like 15. And I think and the each, only thing I've each 10 million you level up and you essentially get a season point. Mm-hmm. I like I said, I haven't worked on any of the challenges other than you know I did the one to get the Mister Chief one. If anybody wants to see how that went, go to my YouTube channel, Godzilla Todd. <laughs> There is, yeah, I just had a thought and I've just lost it. Anyways. Yeah. So that is all the news that we've had since we've been off for the last three weeks. We've got uh, the Halo TV series, which we'll finally be talking about next week. So if you have watched that, then come on over, get our thoughts about it. We're not going to dive into too many, like, we're not going to, go crazy like we do with the books where we're kind of going into all the nitty gritty details, but we'll talk about the overall plot and our thought on the characters, the world building. I mean, the, ki- the kiss. Sense. 
Yeah, we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about some specifics, you know, like specific scenes that we have thought on or things like that. So might be a little bit longer of a show. So grab some popcorn, strap in. I might have a bucket just as a decoration and I'll just eat from it throughout the se- the show. <laughs> so it should I be a good podcast. Have, wife does actually have a couple of popcorn buckets, actual popcorn buckets. I think we have one somewhere too. I have to go check. We might have one. Installation zero zero is doing a lore comparison between the main and silver time. Oh my gosh. Oh, so that's what the gold See, versus silver videos are. Okay. I was wondering yeah. what those were. I hadn't watched them yet, but I was wondering what the titles were alluding to. And that makes sense now. There's a whole lot of differences from just the tweets I've seen and just the first episode. Like it's, it's a night and day. Yeah. If you're, if you, roll up to watch the series and think it's going to be just a cut and paste from the established canon. It's not, but well, I'll just save the rest of that comment for next week. <laughs> Cliffhanger. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, it's people have gone way too far comparing it to core canon. Well, I, th- I think the, at least this is the impression I got was that there were going to be differences, but there was still going to be a lot of grounding in the halo universe. Mm-hmm. And there was, well, I, well, I understood that was there were going to be, there was going to be a little bit more narrative grounding and there was just going to be, okay, you take your liberties whenever you're doing Hollywood type stuff and, and whatnot. Court Cannon does not fit in a TV show or a movie. I mean, I think it could, I just don't think it would, I mean, the it audience won't would be and be able to draw. No, an no, it was larger than the Halo community. Right, exactly. Like it, which, when you start talking TV and film, that's your market. No, I, and I agree. It's it needs to be different because it's obviously going to a different audience, and I'm I'm okay with the difference of it being not the Halo games, not the books, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was going to be such a departure. And then when you see all the press about it, where you see like Kiki and a few others that are like, this is still core to who John is and everything is like, everyone else is saying, no, this is not at all. Like Marcus Lato came out and said, I like the show. This is nothing at all like anything that the main storyline was ever meant to be. It's like, and this is just kind of what I've seen from people posting tweets in the first episode that we got to watch because they posted it for free <laughs> for a week. They took all the elements of what made the universe, but the characters and stories are fresh. They have some roots, mm-hmm. but other than that, the chief in the in the series is not at all the chief in the games. Other than the name, the background from like when he was abducted to like maybe teen years in the training and the armor. Other than that, no relationship whatsoever. And I felt like a lot of Halo fans were kind of under the impression that, yeah, it's going to be different, but there's going to be a lot more background ties into the mainline story. It just doesn't exist. Like flat out doesn't exist. 
and everything that they've said is like, oh yeah, we're we're keeping true to the nature of who Chief is, and like, no, you didn't. No one in their right mind, I think, thinks that after all the things that happened during the series. But anyways, we'll save that for next week. We're getting into that tangent and want to save all that discussion for for next week. I'm being quiet. You're the one on the tangent. You started it. I did not. Yes, you did. Did not. (laughs) Anyway. So come back. Come back next week. Popcorn in hand. Your big 64 ounces soda or whatever beverage you prefer. We'll be talking about some Halo TV series. Unless there's some other big news in which that causes us to divert and make a change in what we'll talk about. But should be Halo TV series next week. So any final thoughts, GT? No, I don't want to start another tangent. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. No, I hope everybody has a wonderful Fortune Life weekend for those of you that got to enjoy it. For once, I actually get a three-day weekend. Yay! No and longer screwed, screwed being paid by... for it either. Yeah. Um, so I hope everybody enjoys your weekend. Be safe. Remember, put the firework on the ground, then light it, not hold it in your hand. <laughs> Ask me how I know. Oh, geez. Anyway. That'll be post show. Come to the live stream and find out. So, all right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you next time. Keep on finding them trucks. Thank you for listening to Podtacular, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast. You can find our podcast on your favorite podcasting service and listen to us live every Thursday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Twitch. Check out our website, podtackler.com, and join the community on Discord at podtackler.com slash Discord. If you want to play Halo with us, come join us for Fragon Fridays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time and Achieving Halo on Mondays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Become a supporter of the show by sharing the show with your friends and family. Or help keep the lights on by subscribing to us on Twitch, donating via PayPal, or becoming a patron alongside Confal, Pins Halo, and Prestige Ace. Until next time, keep on fragging trucks. <laughs>